Uh, I'm going to pretend that no, that didn't happen. It didn't happen. Whatever that technical issue was. <laughs> that didn't happen. Nope. Okay. So everything is fine and, and dandy. Okay. Right. Welcome to the podcast. It is June 13th. The day of NXT TakeOver in your house that I will be watching tomorrow, not today. And I have a potential, I don't want to say promise because I don't want to promise it, but I think I might start watching NXT. I think I'm going to start with TakeOver tomorrow. I'm going to let Raw play in the background and when semi-interesting or stupid things happen on the TV, I'll look up and take note of it. And I think I'm going to start watching NXT. Yeah, sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping it'll rinse some of the bad taste out of my mouth from other WWE stuff. So, I usually don't get to see SmackDown live. Mm-hmm. I'm usually at work. This week, I got out a little bit early. And I got to watch the last roughly hour and 15 minutes of SmackDown. So I turn on the TV. And did you watch SmackDown this week? Part of it, like the end of it. Okay. Did you see the Bailey and Seth Rollins segment? Part of it, yes. Okay. So you know me. You know Bailey is one of my favorite wrestlers Mm -hmm. at times my favorite wrestler depending on the week what is going on what what's going on with this whole like laughing at everything and seth and bailey in this segment just laughed at everything and nothing really got done as far as saying anything or doing anything of importance Mm -hmm. yeah did you did you have different thoughts on that, or is that pretty much where you're at? It's it's annoying. I'm like, why does she have to laugh? I'm like, what is she doing? She doesn't even do anything. She just comes out there and she does a, like a small promo, and then she'll just start laughing. It's like really annoying. It's like, what the heck? I haven't been tuning in. So, I how long has this been going on? A couple weeks, a month, about before WrestleMania. That long? Mm-hmm. She's just been laughing in Bianca Belair's face. Well, I saw they had a... a oh, not wrestling. Sorry. Before, before Backlash, my apologies. Okay. I was going to say, geez. No, not I before. Haven't, I haven't known about this for that long. No, before um, Backlash. They did have a throwback to last week's SmackDown when Bailey cut a promo and she was on the Titantron, Bianca was in the ring, and then she just took over Thunderdome and started yeah. laughing at her. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That's all she does. There's and it was weird. There's nothing to her right now. That ding-dong hello segment, just she would laugh and then Seth would laugh. And then they would say one thing and then they would laugh again. And it was pretty much a repeat of what was said last week from what I can see. Mm-hmm. Except it was with Seth. And it was in the ring instead of on the Titantron. And Bianca didn't show up until the end. And then Bianca just started laughing at nothing. At nothing. There is one 
could, can you call it a positive thing? Weird more than anything, but it, it was kind of, uh, kind of lucky that I saw this cause it was right when I turned on the TV. So they were doing the entrances and everything for the ding dong glow seg- segment. And they put up Brock Lesnar's name <laughs> thing at the bottom of the episode. And it said current WWE champion. It looked like it was from like five or six years ago, the template they were using. Yeah. Do you think that was truly an accident? Do you think that was like a little Easter egg they put in there? I think it was an accident. I mean, I don't think they're you know putting it on like an Easter egg. I think they just messed up. I don't know. I got to disagree with you there. I think they're planting something to stir up some conversation at least. Some conversation about SummerSlam and SmackDown in general. I don't know. I just that was that was very very weird. Especially the WWE champion part on it. Yeah, because it's on, you know, you know they showed that on SmackDown, and the WWE Championship is on Raw, right? And the the thought was, you know, he's going to come back to face Lashley for the title at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and people are saying it's going to be uh, Cena and Roman at SummerSlam, and the yeah. the Rock and Roman are going to start a segment to go through WrestleMania or to go to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just, you know, people hyping up the show or if that's something that's legitimately in the works. I think it's just speculation. Part of me hopes it is. Cause man, rest in peace to Vince's wallet. If they go through with that. Yeah. He's going to want to want him, you know, John Cena and the rock at the same time. And Lesnar. That's and Lesnar? three million dollar at least a million dollars just for them to be at that one show especially the rock yeah the rock is going to command some money so they pull that off and if they have cardi b it's looking more and more like we're gonna have cardi b hosting that's a fourth person i don't know if she'll command a million or so but i it, it's still gonna be a hefty bill i mean probably it's probably gonna be like right under there but that's going to set up to be a really expensive show. I I hope they go all out for it, though. I really do. Well, Cardi's the one that's... I can do with The Rock, but Cardi, no. Yeah, I, I really don't want to see Cardi B. I, I get what they're trying to do, but... I mean, it's a smart business move, you know? Cardi B, she's famous. People will watch maybe because of her. Yeah, but it, at at what point do you? It, would it be more impactful having her come and irritating a lot of wrestling fans that were already there to begin with, and saying, you know what, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm not watching. Versus bringing in people that you know. Unless they're Cardi B stands, you know, probably won't order the show unless they already had a somewhat interest, somewhat of an interest in WWE to begin with. 
you know, I, I just don't see it as a business move, but there must be something because they're going through with it. Unless it's going to be a financial, I don't want to say disaster, but a, a wrong move. Speaking of Roman and the rock, did you hear Roman's promo on SmackDown? I did. Yeah, sounded just like the rock. He, dude, it was identical. Actually, it, there was a point where I was reading his lips and checking with the the time sync. The Rock cut the promo, but Roman was lip syncing it. Mm-hmm. And man, he he sounds just like him. I mean, it was right on. It for some reason it reminded me of that uh, promo he did with Hurricane Helms back in the day. Calling him the Hamburglar. <laughs> good times, good times. It had that same kind of delivery he used to have and that same energy. Mm-hmm. Great promo, by the way. I, I'm i impressed. Well, that was... Good promos. Oh, yeah. That, that was the highlight of SmackDown from what I saw. I only saw about half the show, but he must have taken that promo with John Cena to heart. Yeah. He really learned how to do his promos, I guess. Oh lordy, what else happened on SmackDown? Oh yeah, uh Roman just took Dominic and threw him mm-hmm. a j- just a crazy distance. It was awesome. And that is the I'm sure they had a crash pad there. And that's how you angle the camera when you throw somebody like that. Yes, they, they angled that perfectly. They they definitely angled that perfectly. It it made it look probably further than it was, and you didn't see him land, which you really didn't need to right, in this right. case. You heard it. You heard him crash. I mean, that was enough. But yeah. That just that made me laugh because he just launched him, like Brock Lesnar style, like just. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just awesome. Great moment, great delivery, made Roman look great. Get some sympathy for Dominic. Mm-hmm. And hope he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> He was. They sh- they showed a camera shot and he was moving and stuff after. <laughs> Did you hear Ray's promo? Yeah. What you- what did you think of that one? I want to I want to talk about that promo. Eh, it was okay. I don't think his I- promo work is as good as he was before, but it wasn't horrible. I always thought he was kind of a stilted promo guy. Like, it just came off as, like, really memorized, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I, rem- I remember he won the WWE Championship back in, I think it was the Raw after Money in the Bank 2011, when Punk supposedly left with the title. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, like, two weeks after that they had this like raw championship tournament and he won and 
lost it within the night or something. Yeah, to John Cena. Yeah, and he he gave this promo in the back, and it just sounded so like stilted. Because I I went back to listen to that promo because I heard this one and I went back to kind of compare, and there really doesn't seem to be any growth there as far as like mm-hmm. delivering. I don't know. I just I thought it was kind of a weak promo. Not the promo itself, but the delivery. Yeah, he tried to little... give. You know, he tried to give a heartfelt promo. You know, when you know he's going to get squashed or held in the soul. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that Edge, that is going to be fun to watch for that. Edge couldn't beat him. Daniel Bryan couldn't beat him. Cesaro couldn't beat him. What makes you think? What makes us think that Rey Mysterio can beat him? Is Booyaka man six one nine. It ain't gonna happen. This is just I six think one nine is, running wild. I think this is just used as a what do you call it? PR as a, stunt as a filler for when Brock Lesnar returns. Because I think Brock Lesnar is gonna return and go against him rather than rather than uh, what's his name, uh, Bobby Lashley. You know, I would take him against either of them because if he goes against Roman, he's dealing with a completely new animal. Mm-hmm. A, it, I'm not going to say veteran because he's not necessarily a veteran, but you know, he's not dealing with a rookie esque guy like he was with Roman right. back then. He's dealing with a just dominant force. Same thing with Bobby. Bobby's a dominant force. We've never seen on this level Bobby Lashley and Lesnar. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd I'd be cool with either, if we yeah. get any of them. I could just see more of Roman because of Paul Heyman. That could be fun too. That could be a fun I dynamic. I don't see Lesnar coming back without Paul Heyman. That's my problem. Oh, and maybe Heyman turns on Roman. That's what I'm thinking. He has to because I can't. I don't mm. want to see Lesnar without Heyman. I that, could deal with that Roman would be without fun. Heyman. That would be fun. I can deal with Roman without Heyman. Roman, he could talk in the mic. He can, he can take care of himself. Lesnar, he's not so good on the mic. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. God, I'm trying to think how that would even. It's gonna be like a throwback match. It's gonna be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for custody of Paul Heyman. I'm thinking more of a um, like a CM Punk angle back when. Uh... Punk was with Heyman. I, my memory on this is a little rusty, so correct me if I'm wrong. Punk was with Heyman. Ryback was feuding with Punk. And then Paul switched sides. And then there was a whole angle of like Punk trying to get to Heyman. hands on Heyman for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And over the course of like a month or two, it took him forever to finally just get a beat down on him. I think that could be fun. Play with that a little bit and do something like that. Maybe milk a little bit of a storyline out of it. Get the Usos involved, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, I like that. That could be or fun. Could we see a tag team between with Roman and Brock Lesnar for a little bit before Lesnar turns on him? Oh, hell no. No, no. Can you imagine that? Don't. Can you imagine Two of the that? most over people that get put over like nobody's business. If they won the titles, say goodbye to the division. There, There is no division. 
till they just give up the belts. But that's something I can see WWE doing. That's the problem. If the entire rest of the roster went up against them and maybe won the titles back, maybe. But even then, I would be like, eh. Roman and Brock legitimately probably would have beaten the rest of the roster because at this point, the roster is pretty last lackluster. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the updated um, updated SmackDown roster? Not really, no. So there's there's like a, a graphic posted online, and a bunch of people are sharing this around saying this is what we have left after all these releases and stuff Mm -hmm. and there's like eight women yeah eight eight or nine as far as the men i think there's uh, 20 maybe a little less than 20 how do you run a two-hour show every week and have any variety i don't I mean, that just, it doesn't make sense to me. There's no variety. It's the same stuff over and over again. That's what I'm saying. We still have Cesaro versus, you know, versus Seth. Yeah. He came in at the end of the Bailey segment and just beat up Seth. And that was, that was it. You know, I, I much, I would have much rather seen as much of a Bailey fan as I am. I would have much rather seen just Seth come out and cut a promo or, or something, or maybe even Cesaro, and then have the other run in, and they kind of fight around a little bit. Right. But, you know, I don't know. I just... Right. The way they did it, at least. And then, wasn't... um. Remind me, was Shinsuke and Baron Corbin on SmackDown again? Having a match? I believe so, yes. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they were talking about Okay, well, you stole his crown, but why don't you win it back in a match mm-hmm. at the next pay per view? How stupid is that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. When I when he when he stole the crown, it was pretty cool. It was yes, but as as a fan, am I supposed to you know be on the edge of my seat? Like, is he going to win his crown back? No, no. You know, it's just, it's just a filler match to you know load up a pay per view. <sighs> I, I don't get it. I really don't. It's a crown, okay? Yeah, now, please. if they would have done this, hear me out. If they would have done this when he won King of the Ring, when he won it, maybe I could see doing this match. But it's been years yeah, since he won that. Years. That crown is still precious to him, I have to think. It's a Burger King crown for all I mm-hmm. care. But it's still it. pre- it's still precious to Baron Corbin. He's still King Corbin. So I mean, it makes sense. I, just, I don't get it. I really don't. It's been too long on that feud. Hey, it's, just... better, it's better than anything on Raw, so... If I could come up with a with a rebuttal to that, I would. But you know what? I can't. So, <laughs> touche. There you go. There you go. But after watching SmackDown, you can see why SmackDown's better, right? It's more exciting. 
I, I'm going to say yes, but I'm going to exclude this episode from that conversation because I feel like this episode of SmackDown was a dumpster fire. Wasn't as good as it, you know the rest of them were, but it was still better than any, than any other show in WWE right now. On a general level, yes, and I'm going to exclude NXT from that conversation, obviously, because I don't, I haven't watched. I'm excited to see Takeover in your house because it it looks like it's going to be a great show, from what the card is. So, and I have the day off tomorrow, so it'll give me something extra to to do. Right. So. I'm looking forward to it. I'm a Tony Storm fan. I like Karrion Cross. I think he's pretty good from what I've seen of him. There's some promise in that, so I think I'll have fun watching that. Well, Tony Storm's not in it, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> She's on sometimes, though. Karrion Cross is. Yes. It's uh, Karrion and Finn, right? No. It's Karrion Cross versus Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. Johnny Gargano and Pete Dunne for the championship. Are you ribbing me? Or are you? That's a it's a fiddle five way match. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that shows you how much I keep up with that. <laughs> Last I heard, it was carrying Cross and Finn Balor. Unless I was on NXT one night. Maybe I don't know. Or maybe the last pay per view, whatever the last one was. Finn Balor's been kind of quiet recently, so I think he's going to be moving over to Raw or SmackDown. Oh, you know, duh. You know what it is? The last time I saw anything from NXT, Finn was champion. Yeah. Yeah, because we talked about this. Finn was champion, and he beat, was it Adam Cole? I think it was Adam Cole in a title defense at the end at the main event of NXT. And then Karrion Cross came in and he just said, what took you so long? And then it was just a stare down. And then Karrion won the belt back. That's right. No, Karrion beat Adam Cole, I believe. I think he beat Finn back. I think it was Finn. No. I remember it was Finn on NXT that he... I'm pretty sure it was Finn. But that was... Yeah, you're right. You're right. I was wrong. My bad. God, how long... that, That must have been a couple months ago. Or so. Or maybe a month. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways. Let's talk some AEW, your favorite show. I I don't know anything, so you're going to fit for me. Okay. Okay, the first thing isn't related to Dynamite. So it wasn't on Dynamite, it's just an interview thing. Uh, So we know Mark Henry is coming to a... Well, he's in AEW now. Mm Mm-hmm. So TMZ.com had an interview with Mark Henry and he was asked about bringing Braun Strowman to AEW. And this is a direct quote from Mark on the interview. Super high on my list. It's not an all Mark Henry decision, but there's already interest on both sides. Hopefully by the time he's allowed to wrestle in August, I think the middle of August, then we could have a serious conversation about contractual things of that nature. But right now, there's interest on both sides. And my thought on this whole thing, it's too much money for not enough value. Mm-hmm. With Braun. Honestly, he wants way too much. And he's just, he's a cheesy wrestler. You know, he's just a big, all he is is a big guy. That's all that made him big was, you know, his size. Yep. 
And I, I think he's too big for that roster because that roster is a lot of smaller guys. I mean, yeah, who could he go against? Brian Cage and Russo, that's it? Brian Cage, Miro, Wardlow, okay. Lance Archer. I'm sorry, I said Rusev. My bad. Yeah, Rusev doesn't exist anymore, buddy. I forget. I, I, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting he's Miro now. He's just no more. Look, it's Miro Day now. It's hard to look at him without you know thinking of Rusev Day. You know. Well, if you watch the show every once in a while, maybe it wouldn't be. I don't like Miro. So I don't know. <laughs> well, oh, you don't even go there. I mean, I would watch, but I don't, I don't have the time to watch anymore. I've been working sure. Friday nights. Sometimes and then I work early the next morning, so I don't I don't watch ten to midnight, whatever. I get you, I get you. After the playoffs, so it'll be yeah, I can watch better. That. Okay. Anyways, there's interest on both sides. Apparently, I think it would be a short-lived contract, mm-hmm. or if they were smart, it would be a short-term contract because really he would, in a, in a legitimate way, he would bulldoze everybody. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's not how it's going to be billed. No. Um, and he just, he wants too much money. He's a product of WWE. He had success in WWE. He's a product of the COVID era of WWE that was also the sweet spot of COVID where, or the sweet spot of the going head-to-head with AEW because that was the time that Vince was re-signing all these guys at a higher price just to keep them from going to AEW, regardless of if he was going to use them or not. And that little bit of inflated money, which probably would have been a a bit less if times were different, is where he values himself at, because that's what Vince paid him. Mm -hmm. Do I think it's wrong for him to have a higher evaluation of himself? Not really, but I don't think you're going to match that money. No, he just he needs to be realistic, you know. You know the Absolutely. company he was at before was is a very prosperous business. It's not like any other company can just offer you that money, you know. Like I read that even for like indie bookings, he was asking for way too much. Mm-hmm. He was so, making one point two million guaranteed downside in WWE, mm-hmm. which you know that, to my knowledge, bars merch sales and uh, bonuses from holding championships and things like that. Yep. So, I and I don't know wrestling numbers all that well for contracts as far as, you know, what could be realistic, but I know that is not it for the talent that Braun would be. Right. Anywhere outside of WWE. One thing I realized is that, you know, WWE money is crazy, like crazy low compared to like any other sport business you know crazy low yeah like you see like he's only making 1.2 a year but mm. like you got a guy like lebron who's making 42 million a year and... well the the demographic is a lot higher too well yeah i'm just saying though, it's crazy how the top company for wrestling isn't as you know crazy rich as any other you know sports company yeah, that's kind of the shocking thing. You you look at it, and the demographic for WWE, I think, is right under 4 million people, mm-hmm. roughly. That's crazy, is it? Four, I think it's between 4 and 5. Between all shows, all brands, all demographics, I think it's 4. 
what are we approaching now? 350, right around 350 million mm-hmm. in America. That's a little less than 1%. Which is, I mean, and, and you look at something like NBA or NFL even, because like what, Dak Prescott makes what, 35 million? Yeah, around something there. like that. Stuff like that, you look at the demographics there and they're ginormous compared to WWE. So when you when you look at it in that sense, it makes sense. But yeah, I mean it's it's kind of weird. Weird to see. Uh speaking of AEW, there was a do you, I, I guess it's a promo between Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. And my whole thought during this whole time, I have nothing against Jungle Boy. I think he's a good worker from what I've seen. I think he has the potential to be in that conversation. Potential. But I think their execution in this was all wrong. He was strictly a tag team guy all the way until that Casino Battle Royal match. Then he wins that match, and now suddenly he is this hot prospect, single star. He's going to be the next big thing if we're to believe commentary and AEW. Mm -hmm. And he's going against a guy like Kenny, who has been a main eventer, a multi time champion and a multi-champion at one time for years and it just doesn't feel right yeah that's weird that's that's one of my criticisms from this week so they're feuding really yeah they're they're just kind of like building up the hype for the next show when they go against each other for the title that's just confusing it is, but I'm thirty in it, I guess. So whatever. Uh, the second criticism I have for the show. So Arn Anderson has a son, Brock, and the card for Dynamite. But they had a thing that Cody was going to have this big announcement, and you know what could it be? My first thought. My instant first thought was he's going to announce the six-man tag titles because they've been rumored for a little while. And, you know, they finally kind of, they didn't give a concrete yes or no, but it's pretty much set. But he comes out and he has Tony, or Tony Khan, uh, Tony Schiavone in the ring. And Arn Anderson is there. And they, Tony announces that a bright young wrestler is going to make their AEW debut. Mm-hmm. And he says Brock, but he pauses. He says Brock Anderson. And you could hear the tiniest, tiniest little pop between that second. Of which Brock is it? And it wasn't Lesnar. It was Brock Anderson. Ooh, Brock Anderson. 
this man, let me, let me, before I go there, he's going to tag with Cody Rhodes against Aaron Solo and QT Marshall on Dynamite next week. Okay. This man comes out in loafers, boat shorts, and a polo shirt. And he stands in the ring and he's got his hand on his hips the entire time. He looks like he's about to crawl out of those shorts. He's so nervous. And I I have this written here. I said, why the loafers and boat shorts? This is wrestling, not a golf meet. Because that's what I thought. It It looked very out of place. And then I don't remember who hit him. Who hit him? Um, oh Lord, it's uh, it's not dawning on me. I think it was QT Marshall. I could be wrong. Hit Arn in the back, and Brock, in a very stiff way, took down. I believe it was QT Marshall, and just started like punching on him. And it looked kind of stiff. And not not like stiff as if he was like actually hitting him, but like stiff in execution. He just kind of like was stiff in motion. It didn't look very fluid. Didn't look very good. There's yeah. there's a better way of saying that. Uh, but I I have to give him the benefit of the doubt here. He is very green. He has not been training too long. Um I don't know. It just it it was weird. It was weird. I don't know how he's going to look next week in this match. I don't know what they're going to do, if they're going to give him a good amount of time in the ring, or if Cody's just going to kind of carry the match and Brock's going to get the hot tag and work a little bit. I don't know. I think Cody will carry. Man, if you haven't seen him, look him up, because he, in the face, looks just like young Arn. It's yeah, crazy. I'm trying to find a picture of him. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He he looks just like him when he was young, man. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He's a son, so it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, it makes sense, obviously, <laughs> but I I just saw him and I was like, wow, that he looks like him, you know? Oh lordy. What else do we have here? Okay, one more thing with AEW. I have a positive note. So, oh, Death Triangle... What's that? Nothing. <laughs> no, say it. Say it. I said they're finally shutting down? Is it a positive no. note? No. No. <laughs> I hope they never shut down. They will. Unless they start doing very, very dumb stuff. Uh, Death Triangle and Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. So... Pack and um and uh Pentel Zero with Eddie Kingston went against the Bucks and Brandon Cutler. And they had a really good match. It was really good. It's a six man match. Very fun to watch. They had a little bit of teasing both ways. Pack at one point was teasing the Bucks with their like kind of tilted bicep flex thing 
and it was just fun all the way around. It was a fun match. That is my one shining positive of this week. Oh, Lordy, what else do I have here? I have a little bit of a shock that you might not have heard about. What's that? You remember uh, Leo Rush debuted at Double or Nothing? Yeah, no, he won't be there anymore. Yep. He (laughs) has retired. Yeah, how old is he? Like 20-something? He ain't old. He he is not old. Not old at all. Uh, He is retiring to focus on family things. He, I believe, is injured right now. Something with a minor injury. What... What do you think, man? Do you think I'm going to play kind of what could have been? Uh, do, do you think he would have been anything fantastic in AEW or? Nope. No? No. No? No. I don't believe that. You're lying. Who the hell is Leo Rush? Okay, I never heard of him until he was released. Okay, so. The man of the hour? I, it, I'm messing with it. I I never heard of him until he came to WWE. But oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I'm confused because he said that on Instagram. He's retiring, right? Mm-hmm. But he's also stated that he will fulfill his obligations with New Japan once he's healed. So is he retiring or is he not retiring? I don't know. No, he he's retiring. My my guess is he has some dates filled in in New Japan that, you know, obviously the injury has kind of put the snafu to, but there are some dates beyond his recovery window that um, he's going to fulfill that he's already signed to and then retire from there. Oh, okay. yeah, so he's already sense. under contract for these specific matches that are beyond his injury window and he's going to finish those out because he's yeah. already committed. Okay, do you want any... In your house, spoilers or no? No. Okay. No, I'm going to go into that match. I'm not even going to look at the card. Okay. Not even going to look at the card. I'm just going to watch it, and whoever comes out, comes out. Because I'm, I'm shocked right now, but I'm not going to say anything. There was a shock, you said? Not a huge one, but I'm just going to, I'm just shocked that it happened. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Okay. No, I'm, 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 I'm going to is... say it. I'm going to say it. No. Sting debuted. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Triple H going to bury him again? Is that what's going to go on? I hope so. Next takeover, <laughs> Triple H has to win one more time? Hope. Oh. Oh. That match irritates me. It's oh, my Lord. The DX and NWO run in was unnecessary. What? It was unnecessary. What? Was it? Was it cool? Kind of, but it was unnecessary. Yeah, it was stupid. I hate NWO. <clears throat> Why does it have to be WCW versus WWE? Why can't it just be the match that it was? Sting, a legend, regardless of where he was. Triple mm-hmm. H, a legend, regardless of where he was. Better Two people it. having a match, let it go. Right, they should just let it, yeah. But... <sighs> I don't know. And let Sting win. Just let him have one. One. Nah. Just let him have it. Nah. Why? Tell me why. It's Triple H. 
He's married to the boss's daughter. He's married to the boss's daughter. They're not going to let him lose to Sting. No, what I mean, I would have been, I wouldn't have been mad if Sting would have won, but he wouldn't have. There's no way because it's that's Triple H. I don't know. It just fell wrong. Well, Sting should have been there in the first place. True, true. And look what happened to him. Especially for what they did to him. I mean, finally go to the big one just to, you know, sign off to do that. Well, he got hurt. That's a big thing. He would have stayed, but he got hurt. Well, yeah, but I mean, look at leading up to it. He lost to Seth. He lost to Mm -hmm. Triple H. And and to Seth, I get that because that's just full circle. He's just giving him a rub. I get that. Triple H thing though, couldn't have given him a win. No, it's Triple H. Okay, beyond that, looking beyond the fact that it's Triple H, and there might have been, you know, oh he's you know, the big hoss here, or whatever. Looking beyond that, do you think? Sting should have won. In the in the terms of the business and what he what could have happened if Sting would have won that with maybe his feud with Seth because oh Sting came in and beat Triple H at Mania and then Seth beats Sting. What does that say about Seth? Maybe it's a bigger push when he does beat Sting. Yes and no. Well, and because... Triple H put over Seth Rollins at Mania, too. Well, yeah. But the thing is, I don't think that was supposed to be the end for, for Sting. Because he retired after that match. Quote-unquote retired. I don't think that was the end for Sting. He would have came back. He would have. I think he would have fought Triple H again and won. It, that's one of those things we'll never know, but and maybe it is just bad circumstance where things just really fell that horribly, as far as luck goes, and that's what happened. That's but what I think what happened. It's frustrating. That's what I think. I think he just he was supposed to keep going, but he couldn't because he was hurt and he felt like he needed to retire. That's what I think. So he could come back and help. Darby Allen. Well, yeah, but I mean, that was years after. Right. Well, uh, I lost my place here. Yeah, you did. <laughs> lost my place. Where are we at? Where are we at? Okay. So I have a, uh, this one I really wanted to talk about because I have an idea to branch this off. Bran- branch this out. That. So Mickey James showed up on NWA's show Power. What? Announced... <laughs> What's that? So what's that? It's NWA, one of NWA shows, I guess. I she Yeah, they I think they have two. I think there's hmm. Power and one other one. Yeah, I remember. Anyways. She announced she is the executive producer of the All Women's Pay-Per-View coming up on August 28th. Hey, good for her. I agree. I think she's it's something gonna, she's gonna get a total of four hundred buys in that pay per view. It's awesome. You never know. My thing that. with this, because of that, because of the possible low buy rate, 
and I do not know NWA's roster, but I can only guess that their women's division is lacking in number. Why not make this a interpromotional working? Right. Why not get some of the top people maybe from AEW, maybe from Impact, Stardom if they're willing to work into this, NWA, maybe some free agents that aren't signed anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the roster right now. Okay. You want to hear how many men there are? Sure. Twenty-two. Sorry, I had to count. Twenty-two men, okay. right? Okay. Guess how many female champions, female wrestlers are? Six. Five. Oh, I was I was gonna say five too. Damn it! I could have been right. That company really is so only crazy. five. Yep. They've got to do something interpromotional. Then there is no way they're doing a pay per view <clears throat> on five yeah. people. Well, I think she's only there because her husband wrestles there. I think I think that could have been a foot in the door. Nick Aldis or Aldis. Right, yeah. right. I think he's champion there, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, he's the world heavyweight champion. Okay. And a producer. I mean, it's not unheard of for them to like work together with other promotions. Because, I mean, you can get some bigger names between AEW, Impact, Stardom, et cetera, et cetera you get the fan bases from the different promotions as well. You build a bigger show. It opens the door to maybe you can just have this women's pay-per-view that transcends, you know, being in one company Mm -hmm. or not. And, you know, I, I think it might get a little hairy when it comes to, you know, buy rates and cuts and this and that, but, I think that can all be worked around. They do have one very well-known woman wrestler right now. Who is that? Molina. Okay. She's there. Their roster isn't as bad as I thought. Nick Aldis, Aaron Stevens, which was Damian Sandell. Mm-hmm. Trevor Murdoch. Yep. Uh, Homicide. Okay. So they have a couple of people there that aren't bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i just – I'm trying to wrap my head around, okay, we have five women. Hear me out. Let's have an all-women's pay-per-view. Yeah, one one, one match? Yeah, pretty two much. Matches? Two? An hour-long show, maybe? Not even. 45 minutes. Well, I mean, you got to have, like, the intros of, like, hey, welcome, are you guys ready? And then the, you know – Mm-hmm. promos and stuff in the middle and commercials or whatever and then the end of like that was awesome right thank you and you know the send off oh Kylie Kylie raised their two shoes in AEW for a bit for a year wait oh I'm thinking of Kaylee Ray from uh, NXT UK I was like wait a minute she just dropped the belt to somebody on NXT UK but that's Kaylee Ray that's what's throwing me off. Okay. I wonder if Mickey is going to be in that pay-per-view as a wrestler. Probably. I have to. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get a third match in there if she wrestles. 
there's no way like five we have five women they have you know they obviously have women's champion mm. and like so they have what one storyline probably for women probably. all trying to go after the champion probably I forget the NWA even existed still I didn't know that yeah it's it's pretty small right now. Okay, so branching into some more interpromotional workings. I don't know if you saw the news about Sammy Callahan. No. So Sammy Callahan, do you know who he is? Honestly, I don't. He is one of the biggest impact guys. He has been for a few years now. He was the guy that he was impact world champion and... Tessa Blanchard challenged him for the title and actually won it from him. And they had that, uh, what do they call that, intergender match Mm -hmm. between the two of them. And they actually did really good. Um, So he's he's one of the best guys there. Um, He was, and I have air quotes on this, fired from Impact. And I'll get into that in a second. Was that him? Okay, I seen an article on Facebook about that. I didn't read it, but I did see something like that. So Kenny retained the, his Impact Championship against Moose at against all odds. I believe he, that was he yesterday. It? Yes, yesterday. No heard about it. Damn. Yep, it was a it was a pay per view yesterday. Wow. Uh, the Bucks interfered, of course, and helped Kenny to win. Sammy Callahan came out after the match to attack the Bucks, and you know he was getting around to attacking Kenny and. At that point, Don Callis had grabbed a microphone and fired him on the mic, uh, kind of mm-hmm. Vince McMahon style. Callis and one of the VPs of Impact, Scott Demore, or Diamore, argued about that decision and that ended the pay per view. And originally, Callahan was going to face Kenny for the championship at Slam Anniversary, which I believe is <gasps> August seventeenth, I think. Think I don't remember. I think it's in August. Besides the point. Um, so it looks like this is a work that I think personally is going to lead to Sammy being kind of incognito from Impact for a, a minute. I think he's going to come to Dynamite, make a surprise debut, and attack Kenny and. Yeah. Kind of bleed into dynamite a little bit. That make a lot of sense, yeah, because he's fired from Impact, but he ain't fired from AEW. Nope. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. That could be interesting too. I'd I'd love to see that. And if anybody in that company is going to take the title off of Kenny, I think it's going to be Sammy. So there yeah. really is a vested interest on my end to see what happens in that match because there's a believability to Sammy taking the title. Yeah. Kind of unlike pretty much anybody else on that roster right now. There needs to be an invasion on Dynamite, I think. <clears throat> if there is, they got to tread careful. Yeah, because I just think they need they need that for impact, you know. Maybe to boost popularity or something like that. They need to. <sighs> well, especially you know with Kenny as Impact champion, they need to have they need to get something in return. 
yeah, maybe the AEW champion on Impact. That'd be horrible. That'd be even worse. Because it's kind of sad that AEW hasn't been around as long as Impact, and it's already a more prestigious championship going on. I think they're going to end up absorbing Impact, if I'm being honest. I can see it. I think it's a business working. They're testing the waters to see how some of this brand stuff is going to go. As far as bleeding some of the company stuff. And I think it's going to be a Raw and SmackDown type deal where Dynamite is kind of like Raw and Impact is kind of like SmackDown. And it's going to be kind of the bleeding into the same roster, but with two different shows, three different mm-hmm. shows, because they're going to have uh, Rampage too, right? Yep. And then Dark, if they keep that, is going to probably be just kind of like NXT, but for both Impact mm-hmm. and Dynamite. I can see or- Dark being canceled. Yeah. At the same time, I think they could use it to build that younger talent. I feel like that's, it, gonna, that's what Rampage is going to be, though. Yeah, it, it depends on how much TV time they want to have. I just feel like they wanted to put them on TV rather than, you know, YouTube. Right, right. It is it is a lot cheaper to put them on YouTube, too. So, I don't, I don't know. What, whatever they end up doing. If anything. Maybe they'll have a unification match where the Impact title and the AEW championship become, like, one thing. Mm-hmm. Like they did with uh, WCW and WWE back in the day. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Okay. Oh, I forgot to mention, too, the uh, all-women's pay-per-view for NWA is going to be on August 28th. I forgot that point. Well, they better be signing a bunch of people before. The- yeah, in the next month. I think the Iconics, that's where they need to go. They could be on there. I could see them being on there. There would be a strong impact signing for. That's a strong signing for them if they can get a, find a way to get them. Oh, absolutely. I think that'd be a, a big pull. That would bring people to, to watch it. I mean, you know, the Iconics are a pretty good tag team. You know, speaking of signings, and this is way off topic. I don't know what reminded me of this right now. Where is Awesome Kong? Awesome Kong? She was on Dynamite a while ago, and she has oh. not been back since. Where is Kong? she at? She got released. From Imp- or, uh, Impact? From Dynamite? Yeah. AEW? I can't talk today. Yeah, she got released, I believe. Why? That's what I read. That's Awesome Kong. Yeah, She's after great. it says, after not appearing on AEW since... February 2020, AEW decided not to renew her contract on June 1st, 2021. Damn it, Tony. So they didn't release her, they just they got rid of her. Why? It's they awesome, Kong. They don't need her. I think it's in the name. It doesn't matter, they don't need her, man. Their random division is already good. I'll argue that with you a little bit. Okay, okay I'll, I'll step back. It's decent. It's good. It's getting there. It's good. Now, I will say, now that I think about it a little more, you do have Ty Conti and Thunder Rosa and Diamante, which I thought Diamante was really good, but she hasn't been on in a while. She's been on Dark, I think, past couple weeks. Um, 
Who else? Britt Baker, obviously. Yeah, Cheetah. Cool. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Jade Cargill. It's pretty good. So, I mean, it's there. But, you know, I, I think they could stand to add one or two bigger names. Maybe a couple of vets to guide. What'd you say? I'm surprised Mickey James didn't go to AEW. That might be another step. I mean, this might have been something that kind of fell in her lap, and she was like, oh, great, you know, here we go. Um, But I, I could see her going there. Maybe not as a wrestler, but to be there to give some guidance and stuff. Mm-hmm. She could be a pretty great coach for him. Yeah, I can see that. Thank you for her, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I miss Vicky Guerrero, too. Bring her back on TV. Well, I mean, she was on for Andrade, obviously, but, like, let her talk more. I like her in WWE, you know? Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. When Jerry Lawler and John Cena just roasted her endlessly. Mm -hmm. That was rough. That stuff aired on TV today. Oof. I mean, that wasn't that long ago, but still. People would have been all over that. Mm. I have I two more Vince points. What'd you say? I said, I think, I think Vince would allow it. I mean, he, yeah, still, I allows, so. he still allows Stone Cold to use his middle finger. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, like, the social reception of it. Oh. The okay. cultural reception of it, oh, I should say. Oh, okay. People would have been like, how can you say that on TV and blah, 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 and it's body shaming, body shaming and blah, blah, blah. I feel like a lot of that would be, would come back to bite them. But I have two more things. Okay. Let's, let's get the obvious out of the way. So did you watch Raw? No. Or hear snippets? No. I honestly didn't know. I don't know one thing from Raw. Okay. So, you didn't miss anything. There's two things. One, Shayna and Alexa are, I guess, going to get in a feud now. Okay, I did see that. Okay, yeah, I guess I did see that. Okay. And I am for it. I like Shayna. And if she's not feuding with uh, Reginald, Reginald, that's it. Why do I want to say Bernard? Looks like Bernard. I (laughs) I had the name Bernard stuck in my head. Reginald. As long as it's not with him, I'm for it. So, right. So she keeps insulting the doll, Lily, and saying it's just a doll and blah, blah, blah. And I have one note here that all I said was get rid of Lily. The doll is dumb. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look intimidating. Mm -hmm. It's just a doll. She's, Shayna's not wrong. It's just a doll. It's just there for the visual of being like, oh, this is spooky, isn't it? But she comes out, she tells Alexa that it's just a dumb doubt. Alexa hits her with a punch. Um, Shayna steps on, I think she stepped on Lily, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Gets out of the ring, starts to leave when the music starts getting wonky. She's going up the ramp, kind of backing up, looking at Alexa, a little bit spooked, and the pyro starts going off, going closer and closer up to the entranceway. 
as Shayna is walking. So, like, it's going off with Shayna. And then that was it. Hmm. I think the feud in itself is fine. Get rid of the doll. Please. Please. It is so dumb and pointless at this point. I don't even have anything else to say about it. It's just dumb. The other thing, you're going to love this. You are absolutely going to love this. Okay. Kofi Kingston beat Riddle clean. Mm -hmm. Ooh. And I cannot, to keep our PG rating, I have written in more colorful language. F this. (laughs) This was dumb. Riddle tried to hit an RKO on Kofi. Didn't go his way. Kofi beat him. Why did Kofi beat Riddle? Why? Why not? It's just Riddle. Kofi Kingston is a 10-time tag team champion with an 11-time tag team champion. I forget that last one. 11-time tag team champion with the New Day. One-time heavyweight champion. Whatever else he's done, I don't even remember. I could probably remember if I thought about it long enough, but he's done a lot. Kofi Mania guy. He's had his moment. Basically, losing this match isn't going to break him. Riddle, on the other hand, is in a new tag team with Randy. Randy's over, over the moon already. The best worker on Raw. The best guy on Raw. And you have Riddle teaming with him, who's been on a pretty decent winning streak. Or a pretty decent streak of looking good, at least. And with this new tag team that is hot with the fans you would think you would put over Riddle to make him the intimidating force and intimidating force of this team. Losing this match makes him look like an anchor on Randy's ankle. He'll throw over it. I was mad when I saw this because why would you do this? Give him the rub. Let him win this match. They will. When it's not credible? He doesn't need a win. He's already over. But I want him to win a match. Well, yeah, you want him to, but he won't. To not... Personally, I do. On a bias level, I do. But on a, on a business level as well. Because it, it takes me out of the out of the loop when he loses to somebody like Kofi Kingston who in a who in a shoot fight would not last two minutes with a guy like Matt Riddle Kofi wins and then I'm supposed to believe that Riddle and Randy are going to win the Raw Tag Team Championships like nothing they could Who's who are the Raw Tag Team Champions right now? No Moss and AJ Styles Omas and AJ, that's right. Not you know why I don't know that? Because they haven't been on TV. No, exactly. So I'm supposed to believe that Riddle is going to... Losing to... Tiny Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. To beating the towering huge man Omas and the very dangerous, hard-to-beat, certified legend... AJ Styles 
for the title. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to believe that. Yeah, you know why? Why? Because they have Randy Orton. Even so. It doesn't matter, Randy Orton. It does matter. It does, Randy Orton. It does matter, and I can tell you why. Because both halves of the team need to be dominant. Unless they're going for a, you're holding me down, and you're going to keep making us lose, and then that's how we're going to break this team up. And I hope they don't do that, because Riddle truly is a great guy, and I'm not saying he's on par with Randy, but I'm saying that he is not so below Randy that he would be an anchor on Randy's ankle. And that is the way they're booking him when they do stupid stuff like this, like having Kofi beat him clean. For nothing. Because what does this do for Kofi? Nothing. What does losing to Matt Riddle do to Kofi Kingston? Nothing. What does Riddle losing do to Riddle? Loses him a little bit of credibility. Makes it a little bit more unbelievable that AJ and Omas are going to lose or that when they do lose the titles to RK Bro, it's going to make it unbelievable. And I think that's something that's getting lost in translation here. Just because something is a shock doesn't mean it's good. That would be a shock at this point, but that doesn't mean it's good. That just means, wow, they're really going to insult my intelligence to this level to where you're going to tell me this tiny dude Kofi Kingston can just beat him and clean in a match and then Riddle can just turn around to beat Omos and AJ or AJ for the titles. That's not a good shock. That is a lack of credibility shock. That's my rant of the week. That is my downer Debbie in the toilet moment of the week. Two thumbs down. Certified garbage. Oh, yeah. I said I was going to put you on the spot. And this isn't related to Riddle. But I want you to sell me on Kofi Kingston. Because there is something I don't see. There is something that I must not be seeing. Because they keep pushing Kofi. And I'm not seeing it. Sell Kofi Kingston to me. I really can't sell him to you. If you don't like him, you don't like him, man. I just like his personality. That's what I mainly like about him. Not on that level. Not on a bias level. On Mm -hmm. a business level. What does he do that puts him in this situation to where people in their minds say, you know what, he's going to beat Riddle clean in this moment, in this match. Or he's going to beat Bobby Lashley, not so clean, with a roll-up pin in this match. Super dominant Bobby Lashley, who has beaten Drew McIntyre, who has pushed way over the moon as far as beating anybody, and then Kofi just beats him. What am I missing? It don't make sense. I'm just saying it's. I liked it because I like Kofi. Okay, so I'm not crazy then. No, not really, but I mean, Kofi's okay. a talented guy. He's a talented Kofi's, guy. Kofi's no bum. He's a talented he's, guy, he's, and I'm not established. Established performer on that on that in that company, and let me say too, he's a talented guy. I'm not 
necessarily bashing him. I am bashing their creative direction for him. That doesn't make any sense. Because it takes any credibility that anything with him has going for it and just throws it to the side. Lashley has almost 100 pounds on Kofi Kingston. Lashley has beaten Drew McIntyre. He has beaten everybody put in front of him. And then Kofi can just roll him up and beat him? Lashley could leg press Kofi. I couldn't even tell you how many times. I probably couldn't even count how many times. And he couldn't take one ounce of strength to kick out of that roll-up in a credible way. It disconnects me from suspending my disbelief to believe that, you know, Kofi is going to win this and that is the that is a, a an attainable outcome for the way that the entire match has gone. And the same thing with Riddle. I don't get it. And I don't think I'll ever get it. I don't think I'll ever understand the Kofi Kingston hype or Kofi Kingston in general. I think he's a decent guy outside of the ring. And I think on his best of days, he is a very strong mid-carder. Anywhere in the main event, as of late, I don't think his name should even be in the conversation. There's an argument to be had for when Daniel Bryan was champion and that whole thing was going on. I think that was acceptable. But right now, I don't think that's the case. What do you think, Gabe? What do you think? No, I don't want to talk. You, no, talk. Talk. Well, I've you, been, you know I like... I've been you, know, spewing. you know I like Kofi. Man. I, I'm very biased about Kofi, just like you're biased about Riddle. You know, I could say stuff about Riddle, but that's just bias. Right. But, you know, I can I can admit, too, with with Riddle, I have personal bias. I like him. I think he's a good guy. I'm a fan of his work. But if, there, if he goes against somebody and it's right for the business to go a different way, for him to lose or for this or that, I'll admit that. Or, you know, if, if Riddle has his shortcomings, like, he has a couple shortcomings in the ring. I can admit that. Forgetting his lines on Raw, that was dumb. Did it serendipitously work out for him? Yeah, but lucky. still dumb. Very lucky. I just, I want to know, I want to peek in your brain on, on this. I want to I hear your thoughts, Gabe. You kind of put me on the spot. I am. Okay. I sh- and you know what? I've been spewing on this because I've been thinking about it since that match happened on Monday. And I've had this built up and I've been thinking and thinking and thinking. Now, one of my jobs, I'm just doing something and I'm not really, I'm not interacting with people or anything. So I have time to think. It's kind of a mindless job. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about all this other stuff for the podcast today. So it's a little unfair to put you on the spot, but if you would like to elaborate or 
say anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely hand the floor over to you. All right, just give me a second to think about it for a second. Uh, Surely. I don't think losing to Kofi really hurts Riddle. Okay. I don't think it hurts him. And, it's and why is that? It's Kofi. He's this. He's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Okay, so Kofi, you said he was a strong mid carder, right? Mm-hmm. I view Riddle as just below him as a mid level mid card wrestler. And right now, yeah, I yeah, I would agree. Long enough to, you know, boost to that level. And I just feel like he he's a good wrestler, but I think what really put him over was his personality and his ability to talk in the mic and you know, connect with the crowd and, you know, people love him for that. Absolutely. I just, I don't view him as a elite wrestler. That's my thing. And I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a main eventer. Don't get me wrong. Especially not right now. I don't think he's a main eventer. I'm not saying he should be in the, in the main title picture or anything. My complaint right now, the New Day are not exactly in the hunt for the titles. No. At this moment. And even if they were, they're already built up to that point to where they don't really need these minor wins here and there. They still need wins, but they don't need this win to, to be credible in that conversation. Somebody like Riddle that is up and coming on the mainstream. Team of RK Bro. That are going for the championships eventually that people want to see in that picture, that people are already putting them in that picture of like, oh, we want to see him there against AJ and Omas. And AJ and Orton have some history. AJ and Riddle have some history. And it just makes sense. Why can't Kofi, and, and I'm not saying Kofi personally, like he made this decision, but on a creative level, why can't Kofi put over Riddle in this one match to give Riddle some credibility where I would argue he needs it. He already has it. Riddle having credibility? I think so, a little bit. Yeah, I think he has enough for a tag team with Randy to win the title. I think he has credibility. I think he I mean, have you seen them would together? have benefited from win from winning against Kofi. But he didn't need to. Him and Randy are great. I think I'd argue for the lesser of two evils here. Because Kofi losing has nearly zero impact on perception of Kofi or his believability. Whereas a loss on Riddle's side could inhibit people's view of Riddle and kind of dampen the believability of Riddle being that much of a formidable guy in the ring. Now, as far as him winning over Bobby Lashley, I think that was absolutely wrong. Well, it was, yes. But I'm not saying have a, 
I'm not saying have a Ricochet and Brock Lesnar match where it's just Bobby beating the hell out of Kofi for two minutes, but Kofi should not have won that match. I don't know. I just wanted to open the floor because I know you're more of a Kofi guy and I'm not. And I didn't want to just talk you down on that point without giving you a chance to say your piece. I don't think too highly of Riddle. I think he's great as in a guy. He's a great entertainer. I just don't look at him as a amazing wrestler. You know, like somebody who needs to win all the time. I don't look at him. You know, I. And I'm I not think... saying he should win all the time. I'm just saying, in this match specifically, where Kofi stands to lose nothing if he loses against Riddle. You know. Why, why can't we just give him that little push to say, hey, you know, Riddle is credible? Well, I think they will, though. That's the problem. I think they will at home as well. But do you think can... that giving him that win to make him credible in a title match where they win the titles and then it's like, hey, look, they're credible and now they have the titles to show it, do you think that's the way to go or do you think they should – build the credibility first, and then have them win the title. No, what I'm saying is it's going to be Kofi and Riddle at Hell in a Cell, and I think Riddle will win. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't think him losing to Kofi Kingston once is going to make him make people believe that he won't ever beat him. I mean... And if they set up a, a feud with Riddle going over against Riddle and Kofi at like a Hell in a Cell or something, I think that could work mm-hmm. as well if they're going to drag out this raw tag team championship thing further mm-hmm. and maybe turn riddle and Randy heel to where, you know, maybe Randy tries to interfere because Randy's Randy's Randy. He tries mm-hmm. to help riddle. And then Xavier's like, Hey, what are you doing? And they kind of have like an interference yeah. thing that doesn't get in the way of the match, but it kind of spices it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, can I kind of compare this to something real quick? The whole, yeah. you know, Riddle losing to Kofi? Yep. I can compare this to, like, let's say you have the best team in the NBA going against, in a random game, going against the worst team. And the best okay. team loses. The best team loses once. That doesn't mean they suck. That just means that they had a bad night. You know, they weren't. That's my thing. He just had a bad night. That's all it is. That's how I would yeah, I explain it. How I perceive it. Right. I'm trying to be wary though of you know, once once that top team loses so many games, they drop from that right. From that seed and they their perception ultimately suffers. And I'm saying they have to really watch what they're doing so that Riddle stock doesn't drop below a believable point. And when Riddle and Randy, if Riddle and Randy win the titles, it, it isn't like a really, you know, how, how did they win? But I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to drop Riddle that low. I hope they don't. They won't. I hope they don't. They won't. They pushed him way too much right now just to drop him. They won't do it. <clears throat> I really hope they don't. I've I've seen so many goofy, wacky 
some dumb things out of WWE that would make me think I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, I wouldn't either, but I don't think they're going to do it this time. Riddle's too much of a loved guy to, you know, I don't think they're going to do it. I think he's fine. I don't think he's going to lose any credibility or anything. I hope you're right, man. I hope I look, you're I, right. Like, I look at him the same, you know, the wrestler. Who is U.S. champion right now? Sadly, Sheamus. Sheamus, that's right. Okay. He's the worst U.S. champion in years. Oh, I got to debate that. Who, who else, worst who else is there? But, I mean, what has he done with it, though? Nothing. Oh, he's he's done nothing. I'm not arguing that. I'm just I'm trying to think there has to be a worse one. Just to like just for the point of it. I mean not really. I mean Riddle wasn't the worst. Uh you got Bobby Lashley, which was great. You had Apollo, which was pretty good. I believe before Apollo was Andrade. Not bad. Oh, here we go. Top ten worst WWE United States champion since twenty ten. This is a list by the Sportster. What? Bret Hart? Yeah. Oh, back in 2010. Okay. This yep. was a little before me. Yeah, he won it for Jeez. a bit. Shinsuke? Okay. Yeah, that's just kind of a shortage of a championship run. Jinder Mahal. Okay, Kofi Kingston. Baron Corbin. Randy Orton. Bobby Roode. Alberto Del Rio. And number one, who do you think number one is? Is it Andrade? No. I don't know. Dean Ambrose. What? Yep. Really? That kind of surprised me. What? All right, so let me let me read you the quote. This is a quote from the Sportster on this article. At 351 days, Dean Ambrose had the longest WWE run as United States champion and the third longest run in the title's entire lineage. Unfortunately, he was pretty much holding the belt captive for all that time. Ambrose barely defended the belt and didn't look like he cared much about it, with the title only seeming to matter with when the threat of losing it became a reality. Ambrose should have never been given the ch- title in the first place, and the only reason it happened was so that the Shield could have their hold-all-the-gold moment at Extreme Rules 2013. What do you think of that hot take? That makes sense. Shit. I don't know. At least Shameless cares about it, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I got well, we can... What's that? that? No, I go ahead. Just, I was going to look at the past champions real quick and see who I didn't like. Oh, God. There's going to be a million of them. Just recently, not like all time. He had Seamus Riddle, Bobby, Paulo Cruz, Andrade, Rey Mysterio, 
AJ Styles, Ricochet, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio again, Samoa Joe. The last bad one I think would probably be our truth. You wouldn't put Ricochet up there? Yeah, I would, but maybe not as bad as our truth. I mean, our truth shouldn't be holding any singles title besides the 24-7. Not anymore, anyway. Yeah. Man, I remember Capital Punishment. It's the pay-per-view name. Main event, John Cena and R-Truth. R-Truth should have won. And he lost. I think that was the closest he ever came to winning it. So little Jimmy was running rampant. Little Jimmy was the best. Little Jimmy, you know what's really sad? What's that? We're going to talk about Alexa Bliss again, okay? You know what's okay. really sad? WWE did better with a imaginary friend than they do with a doll that's actually visible and real. Well, that, that says more about our truth and Alexa, I think, than creative. Because I feel like Archer just had such a way of delivering his promos and such a way of like making people a believe thought there was a guy there, and b kind of making the crowd laugh. And it's more credible, like you know, because there's actually people out there that have something going on that you know have. You know, they they see people that aren't there or talk to people that aren't there. Not that they should be, you know, spoofing it or anything on WWE, but that's more based in reality. Right. And this this Lily thing is a more like supernatural entity and like more fairy tale esque. And I think that's a big part of it too, of why it's not getting over because it's so Hollywood and not anything that could even be kayfabe. Can it even be kayfabe if you can't, if it's, if it's not even real? You can't even. Right, there's no way to. You can't even say it's real unless you change your perception of reality to make it real. Which does not make sense in any way, shape, or form. That was very meta, what I just said. <laughs> wow. They're redefining kayfabe by redefining reality. (laughs) Crazy. Reality is whatever Vince wants it to be. I want that as a wallpaper. Oh my god. I want Vince with the Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. I'm sure they have it somewhere on Google. And he, he snaps his fingers and it's all the crazy stuff he's done that didn't work. That's what I, I want it. Oh, man. We went pretty well over today. Yeah, about an hour and a half. Almost an hour and a half. But it was good. I got to rant a little bit. I got to talk about good stuff. You got to talk about good stuff. You managed to stay really positive on this, which is amazing sometimes. I always do. I always do, you know. I always stay positive with this stuff, man. I gotta, you gotta stay positive, or else it'll, you know, it'll never get better. But sometimes you just gotta stand up and say, "All right." I do that once. I did, I did that before, you know, and Edge won Royal Rumble. Oh. It, that's true. That's true. I will give you that. All right. Well, with that, I think we are going to call it an episode. Sounds good to me.
I am probably going to call it a night because I am tired. Thank you guys for listening. Last time I checked, which was the this morning, we are almost at 300 listens. We're very close. I think it's 293 or 297 that we're at. Very close to 300. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for continuing to listen. And we will be back next week with some more wrestling news, some more wrestling insanity, maybe some good stuff, some bad stuff, a little bit of the in-betweens. Gabe, do you have any closing remarks? Uh, I do. Okay. Uh, Kofi is better than Matt Riddle. All right. Uh... Uh, no, no. We're not ending on that. <laughs> we are ending on that. Kofi's no, better not. than Matt Riddle. No. Hey, 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 hey. You know what Kofi is that Matt Riddle won't ever be? Uh, World champion. Tiny and irrelevant? World champion. Tiny and irrelevant. World champion, yep. All right. right. And irrelevant. All right. All right. World champion. Okay. 100 pounds soaking wet and... World champion, yep. And, uh, And dropping those ratings like flies. All right. Only two things that Riddle will never be. Two. Not just one, two. Anyways. uh, All right. uh, Riddle's better than Kingston. Okay.